Good morning and welcome to Wednesday, October the 23rd. Here on When I Rise, we're going to look at another Old Testament passage in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 14, verses 7 through 10 and 19 through 22. This is one of the Old Testament texts in year C, proper 25, or the 20th Sunday after Pentecost in the Revised Common Lectionary. So I'll read that passage. I'll provide a couple of thoughts of reflection about that passage, and then we'll pray along the themes of that passage. So let's send ourselves before God this morning, on this Wednesday morning, and allow our soul to rise to meet God. Thanks for being here. Jeremiah 14, verses 7 through 10 and 19 through 22. Although our sins testify against us, do something, Lord, for the sake of your name. For we have often rebelled, we have sinned against you. You who are the hope of Israel, its Savior in times of distress. Why are you like a stranger in the land, like a traveler who stays only at night? Why are you like a man taken by surprise, like a warrior powerless to save? You are among us, Lord, and we bear your name. Do not forsake us. This is what the Lord says about his people. They greatly love to wander. They do not restrain their feet, so the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. Have you rejected Judah completely? Do you despise Zion? Why have you afflicted us so that we cannot be healed? We hoped for peace, but no good has come for a long time of healing, but there is only terror. We acknowledge our wickedness, Lord, and the guilt of our ancestors. We have indeed sinned against you. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember your covenant with us, and do not break it. Do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, Lord our God. Therefore our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this. This is the word of God for us. Let me share just a couple thoughts about Jeremiah 14 as we turn to a time of prayer this morning. Uh, What I love about Jeremiah is that uh, there's just a raw conversation between God and Jeremiah and Jeremiah and the people around him. Um, There's a lot of things that have gone down for generations. Ancestors have turned against God. And so now there seems to be a reckoning of all those generations of uh, wandering from God. And uh, it seems that there seems to be a a seeking, a search for clarity as to what's going to happen next for the people of God. Um, Things are happening against the people of Israel during uh, Jeremiah's uh, prophetic ministry. There's a, there, there seems to be some ecological disasters. Um, there seems to be uh, some outside threats from foreign nations that are coming to war against the people of God. And so Jeremiah is uh, pleading on behalf of the people towards God, and he's also giving the message from God back to the people of God. And so what we see here is uh, a cry that comes from Jeremiah because drought, famine, and sword has come against them in Jeremiah 14. He's honest about how the sins testify against the people of Israel, but he's asking and he's pleading with God. He's asking for God to uh, check his reputation among his people. Is he going to be like a stranger that only visits at night and then goes away again? Is he going to be far off? Is he going to be powerless like a warrior? But in verse 10, God responds and he says that this is my people. They are prone to wonder. They love to wonder. They're not restrained in their feet. And so God is allowing this season of punishment against his people. Um, But then Jeremiah responds once again, 
and asked that God would not abandon and reject Judah completely, that he would turn and that he would rescue. Uh, And it has this little theme at the end in verses 22 and following. Uh, Do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? And I think I mentioned this the past couple of days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, there seems to be a theme of rain and restoring of rain upon the earth for the end of a, a, a drought among the people of God as a sign that God's blessing would return to God's people. So what I love once again is that Jeremiah is asking the people to consider what's happening in the world around them. Um, the drought is happening. Sword is coming against them. Famine is around them. And that's not just arbitrary punishment, but this is a direct uh, re- reflection of them wandering from God. And so to take into account all that's happened around them and to use it not as a way to shrug their shoulders, uh, to show despondency towards God, but to turn back towards God. And so maybe that is a word for us this morning, that we need to take a considerable account of what's happening in our lives. And if there's areas of our life where there seems to be a fruitlessness, uh, where there seems to be a famine, where there seems to be a drought, that we could ask God to to deal with us on those things, to give us wisdom in these areas of life so that we could turn back towards God and allow God to um, help us to bear fruit in those areas of our life. So let's spend some time praying for the drought parts of our existence and asking for God to give us blessing instead of famine in our lives. So let's spend some time praying for God this morning. Lord God, this morning we approach you and we allow our soul to rise to meet you. And we do so um, not with fear and trembling, uh, but we do so with gratitude on our hearts. Understanding that we have life and breath and we have places to go and people to see and lives that we're connected to to say because all of it is a gift from you. And so God, our hearts explode with gratitude. We are so thankful for today, for the life that is stretching out in front of us. And so God, this morning as we spend our uh, time allowing our soul to rise to meet you and as we think about the day in front of us, God, we pray that you give us a focus today. God, we thank you that you are not done with our lives, but we thank you that as the scripture promises us that you began a work in us and that you are seeking uh, to bring it to its completion until it's all the way completed. So we thank you, God, that even as we think about areas of our life that are underdeveloped, uh, that are in the midst of a drought or a depletion because of our patterns of behavior, because we have not worked on those lives because of neglect, we know that we don't have to be ashamed of those places of our life, of those pieces of our existence, but we can bring them to you and ask God that you would do what only you could do in our lives. So God, this morning, we simply say we're sorry. We're sorry because we've taken our focus off of certain areas of our life. There are certain habits and patterns of behavior that we have in our life that cause us to be fruitless in different areas of our life. But we don't think that we don't have to be plunged into dismay, that we don't have to grieve completely because of these places in our lives. But these could be the very sites of your transformation for our life. And so, God, this day, we ask you to help us to walk by faith and not by sight in these areas of our life. Because if we were to walk by sight, we would be plunged into despair. But because we know that you're a good God who continues his work in us, we walk by faith this day. And so, God, we pray that you give us the hope and the faith to believe you once again for these areas of our life. God, perhaps it's relationships. For whatever reason, we struggle with relationships and we... um, we, we seek revenge and we hold a grudge or we walk in bitterness. 
God, we thank you that this is not your design for our lives. And so you're going to change and transform us to be people of loving kindness and of compassion for one another. So God, we pray that you breathe upon our lives in this way. God, for some of us, we um, are given responsibilities at work. We have financial resources, but we don't manage them well. And because of that, this is a reflection, perhaps, of our lack of trust in you. And so, God, this day, we pray as we hand these areas over to our life, that you would allow your reign of blessing to reign upon us once again. And as we promise to steward them better, that you would give us the courage to find different ways to manage different areas of our life in Jesus' name. That, we, that we'd learn from you, that you'd be our teacher, that you cause us to be wise in all the things that are given to us. God, for some of us, we're frustrated with the way that we parent our kids. And we, God, we know that this is not your plan and design for us to be frustrated and to be at war with our kids in different areas of their life. And so, God, this day we pray that you'd allow us to be curious parents, uh, that we would uh, seek your will, and that we would, um, as you are a heavenly father and as you parent us well, that we'd learn from you in the way in which you treat us, that we would treat our kids in a similar fashion. Um, God, we are in a dating relationship. We're in a marriage relationship. And it's not going well. We're holding a grudge against one another. We are um, just having a rocky season where we fail to relate well with one another. God, I pray that just as we meditate on your gospel, how you made room for us to be included in your family, that we would um, have the desire to make room for others in our life and that we'd be hospitable towards those you've given us access to. And so, God, I pray that you would make us more like Jesus today. So, God, as we face this day, may we sense the the reign of blessing over our lives, that we would trust in no other, that we trust in you, because you alone are the author and perfecter of our faith. You alone are the one who holds life in your hands. So God, I pray that we learn from you this day. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.